Welcome back, extremely important listeners. You're supposed to come at me, actually, important podcast. My name's Riley. I'm here with Gendron. Ah. We should try to see how fast we can say that. That should be our new Ooh. fun intro. I like it. I like it. Who can be the fastest? Who can be the we'll, fastest? We'll have somebody be in charge of keeping track of that, and it won't be me. And it won't be me. Shit. All right. Who wants to tweet us? <laughs> tweet us. Someone can have that job. Who wants to be charged? When this goes up, probably in August. I was going to say, on the rate we're going, we're going to have exponentially <laughs> more episodes recorded than we'll ever be able to release if we keep doing it at the rate we're doing. And that's the goal. That is the goal. That really you know, is. I just want to die and have 40 archived episodes that someone's going to find and be like, where's the other half to these? Mm. And then and then for some reason, I didn't know you died. <laughs> right, exactly. We will, I, I, in this... In this imagining, we have died together. Oh, perfect. I like that. As I've that. always planned on. Uh, listen, you don't know <laughs> this you yet. With me. But. <laughs> on a really serious note, yeah. here's a really serious note. Okay. Not, it's not that serious. Okay. Um, we've been, as you know, as Kindred knows and no one else, um, well, one girl at work knows, uh, me and Josh have been watching Ben and Teller's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And we just watched an episode about the, like, death industry. Yeah. Um, and I've been watching Ask a Mortician for years I was, now. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, and you already know this stuff. I have some fucking opinions. And I, like, oh, my God, I'm being recorded. I was like, I need to put it down in a way that is not just to my husband. Love it. Get into it, girl. So here I am being recorded. I did not plan on doing this, but it seems appropriate. Okay. This is what I want when I die, okay? Okay. The specifics don't matter. Oh, a. an audio will. Gotcha. Yes, exactly. A, the specifics don't matter. I uh-huh. don't want it. I don't care about anything specific. B, I want it to be natural, aka I don't want to be embalmed because chemicals are bad for the environment that they seep into. Right. C, I don't want a casket, or like a traditional casket. I want to be in one of those wicker bitches. Go watch Ask a Mortician. That's all I want. She's amazing. I want to be in one of those wicker things. Uh, what are we on? C or D? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, I want to be buried in the ground. I want to decompose, guys. What's up? I've always wanted to decompose, oh. and people told me that's illegal, and it's not. You don't want to get cremated? Nope. Okay, interesting. So, do you want to get into that, or is that too personal? That's not too personal. Okay. Um, I have always wanted to, like, become part of the earth, and that sounds like some hippy-dippy bullshit, and it kind of is. But um, being cremated is fine, but that's also a lot of good greenhouse gases and that sort of thing. Right. Um, I really like the idea of decomposing. I don't know why. That's what I want to happen with my body. I truly, want it to like... Truly pushing daisies. Exactly. And I don't want it to be expensive. And I yeah. don't want... I don't want to go to a funeral home unless it's one of these that'll do these things. Right. So that's what I want. And there's one here in Virginia. Oh. So here's a here's an idea. If anyone is here and I die here, um, <laughs> Duck Run Natural Cemetery. Okay. All right. If they can't do it, someone like them. Okay? I think Kendra, that's, tell that's us your plan. death wishes. My death wishes? Uh, I wish to not think about it, but I assume about I, I, I don't know. <laughs> cool. I don't want, I, don't, I know I don't want to be embalmed. Um, I'm leaning towards cremation, but, you know, as long as they don't embalm me, I'd be fine if they want to. I'm they in loose terms. I don't have. Mm-hmm. I don't like to think about death, guys. But yeah, same. I'll probably be cremated, not embalmed, because cool. I don't want to have my guts cool. shoved down into the sewer, into like the sewer system. You know, 
I just chemicals. don't. I just don't understand why it's a thing. I don't understand yeah. why we're scared of people looking dead. Yeah, me neither. So that's how I feel about it. And I've told Josh, and now I've told ten other people. Good. <laughs> to to that. So if you don't get your wishes in seventy years. Yeah, and also, everyone listening to this, if you haven't looked into how you want to die, you should probably do it. Not how you want to die. <laughs> Wait, this is a suicide thing. Oh, God. How you want to be treated once you're dead. Because, yeah. like, you know, you might die at a time where you don't expect it. It yeah. happens to a lot of people. Also, yeah. a lot of people. Also, the other part of that is plan to live for a long time because most people do. You yeah. know what I mean? It's true. Like, I think myself, this is a whole rant. Um I always assumed I'd die before I was, like, 20. Oh, all right. That's a little bit morbid. Sure is. But I think a lot of people think like I do where you can't really imagine getting older and being an adult and living your life and having a retirement and shit like that. Right. So you're just like, eh, I'm not going to think about it. But it's like, you should probably, you probably, most likely, yeah. will get old. So you need to plan right. for that. Right. So shout out to all of my fellow people who were like, eh, I'm not going to make it. Uh, I'm not going to make it. Josh still is like, I'm probably going to die before I'm 40. And I'm like, can you not? Can you not? I was going to say, I was like, hey, husband, can you not do that? He's like, I just think that. And I'm like, that's fine. Don't talk about that. Right. That's I'd true. like you to be around. I really need help. I can't do this by myself. <laughs> You're like, we own a house together. I'm like, I together. Really, like, companionship, all that stuff is great. But like, I just need your help. Right. <laughs> I have no one else. I have no Oh, children. my God. Well, at least just, anyway. ha- just at least have a kid with him before before then. Ah, oh, but I don't want to. Here, <laughs> should we get really morbid? Should I go full-blown, here's what I think about when I have anxiety attacks about my husband dying? Let's do it. I think, here's my plan. Okay. I will find a roommate because I'm going to have to. Yeah. Or I'm going to have to move. Okay. We d- he doesn't have life insurance because we're children. Right. We had it for like a year because our insurance salesman relatives got it for us. Nice. Um... But I think about this probably once a week. And I don't... Is that normal? I don't know. But that's what I do. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people think about their parents dying. Yes. I think... I don't... Maybe they don't. Maybe it's just us, Kendrick. It might just be us. But I I have a feeling it's not. But, I mean, I hear... One, uh, if you need a roommate, come live with me. Because my horrible future that I foresee for myself is being... Mm-hmm. all perpetually single and then sitting alone in an apartment when i'm in my mid-70s i put see our our, our plans don't align because i want to live in my house okay well just invite me to move in with you and then that's my plan okay thank you just so you know just after if the if the worst comes to worst and we're both old and you need a roommate i will come and live with you because i won't be doing anything and that's oh my, my happy future so much me. easier to record this podcast. oh my god it really oh will. Well, Jesus and we'll Christ. have like at that point thousands and thousands of episodes we haven't released. Exactly. So I can't wait. I don't. <laughs> We're like still uploading shit from our thirties. We probably will. I'll probably be seventy and be like, oh, finally our last one. Oh my god. It'll oh. be such a trip to hear us at like age twenty-eight. It'll be so cute. We haven't even we haven't even hit that age yet. I know. Oh my god. Um. Wow. Okay. So okay. there's that. I think um, I've. I don't know why I got into that, yeah. but I'm glad it's recorded. Yeah, I think that's good. So if I die, this is the episode. I don't know what number this is. Eighty, maybe. I think it might be. Who maybe episode it, eighty. It or it might be later. Who knows? It's impossible to tell. I think, I think I, it's eighty. I can't. I, I can't remember. 
I think the last one we uploaded was maybe 75. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Listeners, we're uploading bi-weekly, but we're, we're recording weekly, so you do the math. Because we like recording and we don't, we don't like, like uploading. uploading. Do you see the problem here? Someone do this for us, but also we just need to do it. It's so easy. We really do. Oh we'll, my God. Okay. We will get there. Jesus Christ. Eight minutes in. Okay. Um, Let's talk about a Sex movie. baby. Oh. Let's talk about sex. No. Okay. This is a family-friendly podcast now. Fuck. I just decided. No. Family-friendly. <laughs> Cut that okay, out. Damn it. <laughs> Kindred, stop. <laughs> damn it. You can say on TV. That's family-friendly. Okay. These these damn kids. These okay. Days. Okay. Today we're talking about The Godfather, the second part. Dose. Um, a lot of people die, so I'm justifying that conversation we just had off Perfect. of that. Perfect. Good segue. Uh, famously, this movie is the sequel that's better than the original, according to all of the white men that have told me that. <laughs> but seriously. I will, <laughs> I will tell you right now, they're wrong. Yeah, they are. Easily. But it's a fun thought. Yeah. But it's not correct. It's a It's a good sequel. Mm-hmm. It's a good sequel, you know. It's, it's a good sequel. It's not like it's not yep. like what's that stupid the Little Mermaid sequel where she has a daughter. It's yeah. not like that sort of bullshit. <laughs> All of the Disney sequels just make me viscerally angry, which is you yeah know, something that I ha- that's something I shouldn't worry about. But right, I just, they make such good movies, and then they have to make these sequels just to make more money, <laughs> and then they get different animators and different voices, and it's just like God. Like, why did you do this? You know what I'm realizing? What? Usually before we record, uh-huh. I do have some kind of um, beverage. Oh but yeah. Usually, usually that's like uh-huh. tea, like herbal tea. Right. I've had a black coffee this morning. Okay. And boy, am I feeling it. It is just it's hitting those veins. I'm just going off the rails from I, this one coffee. I thought you were gonna say you didn't have a drink, and I was gonna say I didn't either, and then I was gonna suggest we each take five minutes while still recording to go get a drink, and there's just silence. I mean, if you wanna go do that, I will sit here in silence and uh, <laughs> someone just texted me so I could make that last a little while. No, that's okay. That's okay. Let's let's just get into it. I'm I can I can persevere. No, I'm so sorry, Kindred. It's, it's so okay. hard to do things without a tasty beverage. I know at your it side. is. Also, I don't really have anything that tasty, so it's not like I. It's just like water. Josh brought home coffee from the grill, which is oh. all we can ask for in oh. life. Um, <sighs> so good. Can, do you think you can summarize this three and a half hour long yeah. movie? I'll do it, and then we can get into specifics. Cool. Um. Basically, it's we have Michael Corleone and we have Vito Corleone. We see we see Vito as a kid, his dad dies. We see him come to America. We see him, you know, with his kids and how he got started as the Godfather, which I would have liked to see fleshed out a bit more. But we'll get into that. And mm-hmm. then Michael Corleone at the same time we see um, him with his family, kind of what he's doing politically, which is confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll also get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see betrayal by Fredo. Um, mm-hmm. He and he kind of he kind of ruins this family that Vito had built up. Everyone's double crossing everyone. Everybody's it's very confusing. A lot of double crossing. That's pretty much it. Is it's just it's really straightforward. There's a man named <laughs> Roth, last name Roth, and Hyman. he's Hyman Roth, which is a great first name. Mm-hmm. Um, he. And he, they do business in Cuba, and everybody's double crossing each other. And then in the end, you know, Michael ends up killing Fredo. He ends up killing all of his enemies. And then we see just him 
wistfully thinking about the past at the very end. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not. That's just that's the gist. That's. Yep. That's it. <laughs> and the end. No, I so. I Riley already said it. It's not as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. It's not as good. We discussed it it's, yesterday a bit. Yeah, yeah. We already talked about it. So thank you so for goodbye. coming to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I my main thought uh-huh. here yeah. is the first one is so good because we we start off at this wedding and Michael is there and he's in his like Marines gear. Yeah. And he's like very straight laced and he's like very moral and very mm-hmm. like against what his family's all about, but he's also part of the family and he loves his family. Right. And he and he knows the business. He's no stranger to it. Right. And he's with this chick Kay and she's like very smart and all these good things. And then um slowly through the godfather first movie right we watch michael become his dad yeah and we exactly he know like he go he becomes identical to his father yeah and and you kind of like are these people good people oh morality is so confusing it is yeah um but you really root for him and you want him to do well even though what they're doing is pretty awful but right. it's like they have this weird code of rules and they're all kind of playing the game and it's it's just really interesting right um i have uh, to let my cat in so i'm not by my mic <laughs> fair so that's the first movie so fun because we get to watch michael like remain true to himself while also becoming the thing that he swore he'd never become and that's really well, fun and it's it's really it's satisfying because you know, we think he, we know he doesn't like the business, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he can just take care of business. Yeah, and as know? soon as his dad's in trouble, he's like, okay, he's well, like, shit. shit. He's like, I know, I know what I need to do, and he's he's very smart, and it's it's such a great ending. You see yeah. him truly like fill his father's shoes and more and more. Okay, and he like he sees his brother Sonny is not going to be able to do this. Right, he's too hot headed. He freaks yeah. out all the time. He he doesn't have the temperament for this. Right, Fredo is a fucking idiot, and the- that's like we all know that poor Fredo. Yeah, so he's like, well, I have to do this. I have to yeah. step up. Someone's got to do it. I'm going to do it. Right, and he does it. And he does it well. And right. we learn in Godfather Part Two that basically he was picked like from the beginning. Like, yeah you're gonna be the dude we got plans for you michael right and he's well, like well i've got plans for myself yeah and when he goes off and does that they support him go yeah. live your life okay great right um which is cool whatever yeah but in the second movie while the story is very compelling and interesting it was not as shocking as it, the first one it wasn't there are some there are some great moments where Kay tells him you know she had an abortion and then yeah he slaps the shit out of her and it is Intense. intense it's so good those actors though diane keaton and al pacino they did so yeah. good oh i just got chills yeah <laughs> they did so good you know but the, i feel like the first movie had like five of those moments mm-hmm. you know and where i truly was like shocked yes. and like on the edge of my seat yes. and like oh my god what's about to happen right and just like blown away right um i like godfather 2 had less of that this is it's interesting because um he was so we the first movie ends and he's he's filled his father's shoes effectively yeah. mm-hmm. and this movie he's still he's much younger than his dad was and his dad was right. able to hold the family together uh, you know until his children were adults effectively right. until he died until he died and michael couldn't do it and i think mm-hmm. that's really interesting he let it just you know fall apart 
Right, and, and that's there's go ahead. there's not as much talk of like family. Yeah, which it's is like, interesting. I think the reason I didn't like the second one as much is because that's while it is compelling. Yeah, that's not as fun right. or like rewarding as a viewer. It's just really shitty. Yeah, like you just watch number one and i said this multiple times yeah and it's kind of a joke but it's not he marries Kay. yeah um this is like maybe his biggest mistake and yeah, i think maybe is. what causes all of this to fall apart yeah Kay's not italian no and she doesn't get their like rules no and she and her thing is she's like you told me you were gonna go straight five years ago I you know, know? This dumb bitch why would she think that? i know i was like he's <laughs> It's but the she family knew Michael, business. Yeah, she knew Michael when he was like very straight laced, and yeah. that's when they were like falling in love. But right. she, she jumps in on this as like a pretty, I don't know, forward thinking woman, especially yeah. compared to the other Italian women. Not to say anything bad about them, but that no. was just like their culture was kind of you do what you're told, and you're the woman, and this is what you do, right? And they were like, cool, yeah, men do this and women do this, and there you go. Right. And and Kay was like, no, like I'm I am a moral, responsible person, responsible for myself and for my children. Yeah. And I'm gonna do what I think is best. Yeah. She's like, and, and like, I'm not. She's like, I'm not bringing another son into this world with you. Yeah. And that I mean, to Michael, that's like an unpardonable. Yeah. Sin. Like. He, oh yeah. And and they're his children. They're not yeah. hers. Like, no. To, to him, these are his. Well, because because of the family is so important. But it's like he can't yeah. even have. He can't even have his family be as important because Fredo is his only brother that's left. And he he is a backstabber. Yeah. His wife doesn't see the importance. His sister mm-hmm. eventually steps up. And that's kind of fun to see her be like, okay, family's important. Yeah, but she sucks. But like, she still Connie sucks. Just so such yeah. annoying character. You um, know, and his his relationship with, like, Tom deteriorates, which is sad. Because yeah. Tom's great. And well, it's so- he keeps... It turns into this is about me, yeah. not about the family. Yeah. And it's about getting rid of his enemies. Right. And, like, he can't – he's obsessed with having another son because his first son, Anthony, is so fucked up. He yeah. knows Anthony's not going to be able to take over the business. Right. Anthony's seen some horrible things. Yeah. Oh, he's just, like, people shoot in his house him. and, like, it's yeah. fine. And their daughter, Mary, is, like, you know, a girl. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. No. So he's, like, obsessed with having another kid. He's right. obsessed with keeping his family together, but he's also, like... He's doing... He's... He, he's de- it's deteriorating Yeah. And he thinks he's control. doing... He thinks he's doing what's hard and what's right. Right. In these, like, extreme things he's doing. Yeah. But Kay, obviously, is not, like, gonna stick around and just be chill with all this stuff. You know, I wonder if um, the reason... So, Vito was obviously extremely successful at this... Uh-huh. And Michael has let it deteriorate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, beyond beyond fixing. You know, everybody's dead and he's not married anymore. Right. Do you think maybe Vito was more successful at this because he knew such, like, poverty growing up and he had such a hard, like, childhood? He kind of knew, like, I don't know, that, that family was the most important thing versus Michael, who was born into when he, you know, started getting wealthy yeah. And, like, I don't know, their upbringing was completely different. Yeah, and I think um, 
it's all about like hubris right like yeah. michael's downfall is that he always thought he was smarter than his dad right like he always was like well my dad does this and it's stupid it's illegal and it's stupid and it's gonna catch up with him and i don't want any part of it right and so then he's like i'm i can do this but better right like, i can i can be like my dad but i can do crazy things and that's like this whole the whole whatever shit with hyman roth which i genuinely still don't understand i'm i'm truly confused they there's something there's something missing it's almost like we missed a couple like paragraphs of dialogue that we should have heard but it wasn't in the yeah. movie and I, maybe it's because it like wasn't that important right ultimately but they're they're forming some deal they're buying in together yeah something to do with cuba something cuba and the rebels I don't know if it's about drugs. I don't know if it's about... Molasses. Like, I, <laughs> molasses. I, like, genuinely, if it's, like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. We seem to be in, like, the 50s now. So yeah. So someone tell me what was going on in Cuba. I'm stupid. Yes, it's fine. Me too. Um, but something's going on in Cuba with all these people, and it's this major deal, and Michael is, like truly playing all sides of things he tries to kill this guy who was once on his side but is kind of not with him anymore and is maybe gonna fuck things up with this deal yep so he tries to kill this guy but he's unsuccessful but he doesn't know it right then he tries to kill roth and that doesn't work out yeah so he starts just like having these loose ends everywhere yeah that he there's no way he can gather up and fredo he realizes fredo has backstabbed him but he tries to get fredo back on his side but fredo's scared so he runs away yep and it's just like this whole you just watch this whole thing fall apart and then yeah. all of a sudden they're in like senate meetings and we don't really see how that happens yeah like and some sort of trial and we, it's just uh, yeah we're just supposed to like connect the dots somehow it's like right yeah, after like, intermission all of a sudden there you go right. and with the um the story of Vito like mixed in yeah and then like the senator kills a prostitute yeah and, and that, we're never really led to see where that went no that it did it didn't go anywhere so it's like there's a lot of stuff that seems to be all coming together is it well maybe that it kind of paid off when he was leaving the courtroom and he was like the Italian people are hardworking. you know he was like trying to vaguely put in a good word for Michael and was like I can't be part of this basically. yeah yeah, I guess that's what it but was. It but, seems... like, if that's all his contribution is, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, he needs to be killed. Cause... Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's just a lot of things that we are left to put together. Right. And maybe on a second viewing, it would make a lot more sense. But you're also right. following the story of Vito, which is also kind of complicated. It is. And so it's, like, a lot for my little stupid brain to keep up with. Right. But also, I've uh, that one was more... It's not that Michael's story wasn't compelling, but I liked the Vito story. I liked that backstory because it's because you see the success he builds, and it's fun to see. Yeah, how and he I did guess it. I guess it's all about the like juxtaposition of watching Vito come from nothing, yeah, and become this like major crime organization mafia boss, right? And then watching Michael, who came from everything, like lose it all. Yeah, yeah, and then and like. It's really curious because the end, it's so open-ended. It is. It really like, is. Like, we see Michael. Michael's mom has just died. Uh-huh. He kills Fredo. Yep. He kills Roth. Yep. Who else does he kill? Is that it? I think that might be... Oh, uh, the one guy who was going to testify against him killed himself. 
right, in the bathtub. Right. So we see these like loose ends being tied up in a way, but we also yeah. see the guy who killed Roth gets killed. Right. So then that's like, oh, well, that's they're going to find out who he is. Right. And Michael just kind of being like, wow, I wish I would have just led the life I wanted to live. Yeah. And then it ends. And then and it we're ends. just like, what's going to, what? Yeah. What's next? Like, yeah. it was such, after three and a half hours uh-huh. of, like, watching this build, it, yeah. it was a compelling ending, but it was very unsatisfying. Yeah, it wasn't satisfying at all. And so, guys, don't worry. We will be watching the third one. <laughs> yes. To complete the trilogy. Was Is it good? We're going to find out. But I got to know what happens. It's like, it's true. Um, when we watched Twin Peaks and we had to watch Firewalk with oh, him, even though we knew it wouldn't give us anything. I know, which is which is one of life's biggest disappointments. Um, by the way, yeah, our good friend Cameron uh-huh. has recently watched all of Twin Peaks <gasps> and then watched Firewalk with me. Was he pissed? No, he's like, I loved it, and you guys need to watch it again, and I want to know what you think now that you're like older and oh. Oh, you think me watching it at 18 it. isn't what I think now? <laughs> that was basically my comment was I was like, I, at the time, just wanted to see more of uh, Dale Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, so, no, I just wanted Dale Cooper to be happy. And you right. know what? <laughs> I got a prequel. Yeah, I didn't fucking care about Laura Palmer. I never did. Yeah, so I he he says we should watch it again for the podcast, and maybe okay. it would be very interesting. And I think we probably should. Okay, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. Got, we'll watch it, Cameron. Thank Guys, you. everybody, everybody, stop bugging everybody us. Everybody, stop and watch, watch it. it. We'll watch it. Um. Oh, also, yeah. can you explain something to me? I'll try. So Tom visits Frankie. I can't remember his last name. Yeah, Frankie P. Something Italian. Yeah. While he's in prison, yeah. very casually, also leaves very... He just, like, opens the gate and leaves, according to the sound effects, which yeah. is very confusing to me. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's he's not in prison. He's, like, living with the FBI guys, as he says. Right. Um, and they have this whole conversation about... Shaw, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> he wants you to. <laughs> Shaw, explain this to me. So they have this whole conversation about the Roman Empire, comparing it to the Corleone family. Right. And then they talk about, like... And after these guys got busted, they would have parties and then kill themselves. Yeah. Frankie is already, has already made his sacrifice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He went to, he went in front of the Supreme Court or whatever that was. Right. Some hearing with all these senators. Right. And he, instead of giving up Michael like he could and like. Easily could have. Easily could have and he would have been safe because he was with these FBI people and like honestly he would have been fine. Yeah. Instead of doing that, he is somehow convinced, literally just by his brother showing up, which again confuses that, me. That has that has no explanation. I don't know. Yeah, his brother comes. He looks at his brother, and then he's like, "Oh, I can't say this anymore." And I don't. I guess the only thing I can gather is they were threatening to kill his brother if he betrayed them. Right. I guess to just maybe saying, to kind of they're kind of like we know where your brother is. We can get like him we here. can get to him. Yeah. If we need to, I right. guess is what we're supposed to gather. But right. there's a lot of things we're just left to gather, and yeah. it's just it's hard. Um, but he, he, to me, he had already killed himself. He had already done what he needed to do. His yeah. life fucking sucks. He has right. to live in this house with FBI dudes. Right. With the dad from Pretty in Pink for yeah. the rest of his life. Um, and then he slits his wrists in the tub. Yep. Why? I don't, I don't know. I, I Tell me. <laughs> I, I, I really, I don't know. I mean, could he, was he, he wasn't in the first movie, was he? I don't know. Do you think Do you think he was one of the Shah Rukh Khan? He's getting the microphone on my headphones. 
Um, <laughs> do you think he was one of Vito's, like, original... So we see the backstory. Well, he says that. Like, he says... He, I think he, he knew was. He, but was he... But, like, did we see him? Was he one of the two people that he first started with? I can't remember their names. I'm gonna IMDB it. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> because he... I'm, I'm guessing in the flashbacks he was, like, that chubby guy? Yeah, I, I would assume so, too. Because all he says is, I worked with him in the olive oil business, but that was a long time ago. Right. And so that, that seems to really point to that. Right. So let's so, see what we can find okay. out. And then I guess if he is, we can go from there. And if he isn't, then then we're gonna then we're, we'll be just as confused. Frank Pentangeli. Okay. Let's see if he shows up again under another actor's name. I was also... Why was there Chi-Chi and Chicho? <laughs> I don't know. Guys, can you not get two different names? Just I know. Like, just to help me be less confused. Just, I, I need to know. I need to know who hmm. these people are. FBI man number two. Pentangeli's brother. I don't think so, but I'm not. Hmm. So, let, me look, let me look for a little while. Longer. Okay. So, if he, so, okay. Even if he isn't one of the guys we see. But yeah. we assu- we can assume that he knew him around that time, or he started like knowing him and working with him. Right. What are what are those implications? Like that. Like what would cause? He knew him for he knew Vito from the beginning. Now Michael is head of the family and has been for a while. Right. So yeah, what would cause him to after he's already made this sacrifice for Michael to kill himself? I just don't know. I don't know if he's just like, I'm not gonna live like this. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't come across as that type of person. Yeah, he really doesn't. He's like very jovial and like yeah, like whatever. Yeah. Um. It it would appear that he was not one of them. There's okay. there's other people that were his like dudes at the beginning. So okay. he wasn't there at the beginning. Okay. But then again, why? I don't know. Then they drop things like, oh yeah, but that was a long time ago, and right. it's like, shouldn't that tie in? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like so. The first movie, everything is so neatly put together. Like it's yeah. a, like I I don't maybe there were plot holes, but there were no glaring ones for me at mm-hmm. least. And this one, they're not plot holes, but there are questions. Yeah, and maybe that's why people are like, oh, it's a better movie. I guess you you are left to like kind of figure but shit I, out a lot more but I, feel, I don't I feel like in the godfather though you still kind of have to put two and two together but it's so yeah. it's so cl- it's like clean and this one yeah. is there are no clear answers and to me I, to me that smacks of like not very good storytelling but maybe like i don't know i i have an inclination yeah because the first one's so clean yeah that these things are intentional I could see that. Like, is it intentionally messy? Because that's, like, the whole oh, thing. Oh, because it's like, like they, Michael's life. Yeah, like, that. he tries to kill this guy. He thinks he's dead, but he's not. Right. He tries to kill this guy. That doesn't work out. He tries yeah. to get Fredo back on his side. That doesn't work out. He tries to get Kay to be on his side. That doesn't work out. Like, yeah, all of... Yeah, nothing works out. All of a sudden, everything is just kind of this mess. And he, he can't figure out how to... How do I get back to where dad was? Right. How do... And, like, he even has this conversation with his mom before she dies about, right. like, did dad ever, in protecting the family, risk losing the family? And she's like, Michael, you can never lose your family. And he's like, I don't know. Uh, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he just says times are changing. That's yeah. his answer to yeah. that. And it's... And it's then true. He, he ends up totally losing his family. And yeah. that, like, that last time we see Kay... Yeah. ...is so upsetting. It's hard. He just shuts the door in her face. 
he's just like but i mean he has these values that he'll never that that to him is like she crossed a serious line and to be fair Mm -hmm. i think aborting a child without talking to your partner it's a it's a lot (laughs) it's it's a lot it's a lot but he but he also she i think her reason was totally valid yeah she's like i don't want another kid to become you like i don't want to support this right and, and I know Anthony's not going to do it. Yeah. And she knows that if she did have another son, Michael would would do that. Like, groom them. Yeah. And make him his successor. I like... So, at the end, the very end, when he's aged a bit. so ironic, because that's what his dad did to him, and he hated it. Anyway. I know, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But he's like, well, I guess that's what I gotta do. Yeah. But, um, he's wearing a wedding ring still. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I assume he's not married to Kay. I guess they could just be separated. I guess. I don't know. Maybe, other... maybe that'll be answered in the third one. Maybe he didn't want people to know they weren't married. Because, like, yeah. um, at the funeral, yeah. I think Connie asks, like, is Kay coming? Yeah. And he's just like, nope. Yeah. Some Or no, someone, maybe someone asked Connie. I don't know. Right. Someone asks if Kay is coming and the answer is no. But they don't know where she is or what's going on. And the right. kids are there. Right. Yeah. It's very, it's very interesting. It is. It's just like, oh, I don't know. It's intense. It's it sad. is. It is. And it was, and it was definitely good. I don't regret watching it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. It would appear from the numbers that I get when I Google it that The Godfather Part Three is not as good. Right. But, but I, we're gonna I just want to know. Yeah, I just well, want to know like what's next. Yeah, as Riley pointed out last night, she's like. <laughs> Who directed it and wrote it or whatever, and it's yeah. still it's still Mr. Coppola, so so we have hope. So we have hope. Mr. Ebert seemed to like it, and he sometimes knows things. Yeah, but Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb disagree. Sometimes Rotten Tomatoes doesn't know jack shit though. So yeah, very true, very true. Let's because they can give a ninety six percent to all the Marvel movies they want, but like I was just gonna make, <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm so fucking sick of hearing about Endgame. Like, but like I don't give a flying <sighs> shit. So like me and Josh for the past two weeks have just been like, can everyone stop talking about Game of Thrones Please. and um, Endgame? Because <laughs> I yeah. could not care less. I'm sure they're really interesting. Yeah. But is that is that literally all we we're gonna talk about um, now? It, when Endgame came out, oh yeah, no, that's all anyone ever talks about, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna go do something else. God. But um, when Endgame came out, Hank is that's what he they watch. He watches those Marvel movies with my dad, mm-hmm. and he went to go see Endgame with him. And I called. I was talking to my dad on the phone, and Hank comes bounding into the room the day after. He's like, Kindred, <laughs> can I tell you the spoilers? And my dad was like, "Go for it, buddy." I was like, "I was like, yeah, please." My dad's like, "Good." He's been wanting to spoil it for someone. Oh, like, that's sweet. I was like, "He can spoil it for me." Hank's goal is to spoil Endgame for somebody. So, that's funny. so funny. What's so really funny, funny is I uh, frequent Reddit yeah. more than I like to admit. We all do. God, it's like just such a vortex. Like, it is. oh, I two hours have gone by. Oh my god, yeah, it's fine. But I have not seen a single spoiler. Like, I have gathered things from the things that have been shown to me, but not not one spoiler, which is crazy. No, the only only reason I know what happens in the end is because Hank told me, so. Yeah. It's just, I get that it's, like, dramatic and it's doing things that, like, hero movies normally don't do. Yeah, but whatever. I don't, I I just don't care. Oh, also, I don't care. 
I saw the first Avengers movie because um I think did we it see had it been together? A, no, no. I saw it at my uncle's house. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I saw it in theaters for some reason. No, yeah. He like he was like, I got a new TV. And I was like, cool. Let's watch Avengers. And I was like, all right. Fine. Because like everyone told me it was really good. Everybody was like, it's yeah. so good. You're going to love it. And I was no. like, all right. I was so bored. Like yeah. it was about, th- I remember, <laughs> I remember feeling like I was in a dream. It was so boring. Yeah. Um. I... I saw it in theaters somehow. I genuinely don't remember. If it wasn't you, I don't know who I saw it in theaters with. Um, but <laughs> I was I was working at the nursing home at the time, mm-hmm. and my the ma- the manager she had she was like raving about it, and I had never heard anything about this movie. But she was like, "We have advanced tickets for the Avengers, and I'm so mm-hmm. excited. We're going at midnight." And I was like, "What the fuck yeah. is this movie?" And I remember eventually seeing it, and I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. All I remember was a lot of fighting that I would just completely oh. check out of. I was just like, I cannot even begin to focus on whatever is going on right now. I remember the one takeaway. I was mm-hmm. like, man, Tom Hiddleston sure is a fine-looking man. <laughs> I, that, I, that's my takeaway. I remember being like, oh, shit, Loki. Am I right, y'all? What a fine-looking man. What a fine-looking man. Oh, I forgot Loki was even in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just can't. I just can't. No. And what's funny, um, Kindred and I both a couple weeks ago watched a ghost story. Uh-huh. Which is, like, two hours of silence, basically. Yeah. And, oh. like, long, drawn-out scenes of oh. the same thing. Yeah. I can watch that and just get very invested so into it like so just like obviously Riley and I both just sobbed yeah it like (laughs) watching it really impacted me I moving I haven't seen a movie that made me feel things like that in a while and I want to watch it again I was actually um I'm working on a new um painting and Uh I sent Kindred the sketch the she did half of the sketch um and I was looking up stills from the movie just to, like, get the cloth right oh, to get yeah. it, like, long enough. Yeah. And I got really emotional looking at yes. stills from the movie. I, I, Ugh. It, it's just, the guys, <laughs> watch a ghost story. Yeah, it is, like, oh, I, I, it has a pretty good, like, numbers. I don't know why I, like, that, I need to say that, but. Right. Like, on. Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. Yeah. It's got, like, I Casey like, Affleck. It's, like, a movie. Yeah. I just feel like half of the people, in my brain, half of the people that would watch that would just think it's boring. Yeah. And silly. Right. And stupid. And pointless. And long. And they wouldn't get anything from it, whereas I yeah. feel like I got so much out of it. It, like, oof. I can't even. No. I can't even talk about it, because it was just a lot. It was. <laughs> I want to watch it again. I Actually, I should probably buy it, because it was like, yeah. whenever I just want to feel some things for a while, Jesus Christ. It was intense. It was. So watch that movie, seriously. Yeah. It was, <sighs> I had never heard of it, but it really, I had my mom watch it, and she was like, wow, that was really beautiful. And I was like, oh, you didn't get it. <laughs> you didn't. And and then, because I, and I watched it, because my dad told me to watch it, and he watched it, because his dad made him watch it. Yeah. But, you know, my dad was just like, well, I have the answers now. And I was like, how? Not how I felt about it. Not how I felt about it at all. And I called him afterward to tell him that. And I was like, how did you get any answers out of this, Rob? This isn't. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, there was, it was just deeply disturbing to me in a way that is not how I normally use the word disturbing. Yes. 
that's it, it that's that's the perfect explanation yeah like it just really really like shook me <laughs> yes it, it just like rocked the entire boat of my being like yeah holy shit oh. and that's like i know this sounds like a lot of hyperbole i'm glad we're talking about this because i really want people to watch this movie yeah i know it sounds like hyperbole but i genuinely like there was moments where i was most of the movie i was like a hand to my heart yes alone in my room just bawling <laughs> yes and then with my hands in my heart i would just like I would take a sharp intake of air, and then all of a sudden just, just sobs. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this can't be affecting me this much. I know, and it's weird because looking back, I'm like, not. I mean, not a whole lot happens. No. Like, genuinely, but just the way it's filmed. I mean, and, like, you, you have to, you have to <sighs> think about your own mortality, and it's like... In a way that I don't normally... Normally, I'm very, like, obviously, we spent the first ten minutes of this talking about my death. Right very death positive but honestly right. like we should acknowledge that we die we should acknowledge that this is going to end right. but it made me realize that in like a very real way yes like, whoa i'm really and i i have everything has been making me think of that movie since yeah. like i will see something and be like yeah but <laughs> but the, yeah you're gonna die and then what's this all for like holy shit yeah. oh, oh it's a lot it's so weird because like obviously this is such a stupid thing to say we're all alive right we are so all we can comprehend is, is this and everything around us and even though we all know someone who close to us who has died uh-huh we still like it's just a big question mark even and i i know like people will adamantly be like no this is what happens when you die but like you don't you can believe that you can think that you have no idea you have no nobody knows atheists don't know religious no. people don't know nobody, no, knows. nobody you can, knows you can think it and you can believe it but you don't know no and, and that you know and the movie people, really stuck that in my brain it really did it really did it's yeah it's it's lovely it's a lovely one it's lovely, lovely. what were you gonna say you're like people that oh people uh, there are people that like have you know near-death experiences where they're dead for you know like two minutes or whatever yeah. But I don't, I, I don't, you know, and they're like, no, I saw heaven. And I was like, I don't. Oh my God. Can I tell you something about that? Please. <laughs> um, Penn and Teller <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That It is. Okay. Yes. Please. Have you seen this episode? I, I feel like I haven't, but I feel like I've seen maybe a clip or something. Okay. So they had okay. a whole episode about near death experiences. Yeah. This show, by the way, also, while we're on things that have been just changing my whole fucking paradigm. Yes. Been watching Penn and Teller's bullshit. It is a little outdated. Some of it's a little outdated. But it's they okay. admit that, which Riley, which I love. Yeah, they come back. They've come back later and been like, "Hey," and and the cool part is they say like, "At this point, this is what we knew," mm-hmm. and they don't they don't make any exaggerations about that, which I like. They're just like, "We don't know. We don't know." So people need to stop getting on this bandwagon so hard because we just don't know. Right. I just really like it. The yeah. whole point is to be more skeptical, which I, me, and everyone else on this planet needs to be. Yes. Um. But anyway, they have an episode. Episode about near-death experiences, uh-huh. and they fucking explain it with science, and it yes. blew my mind. Um, so you know, astronauts, <laughs> yeah, pilots, etc. They go through uh, G-force training, right, or something. Right. I'm gonna definitely get all this. The wrong. thing where they spin, right? <laughs> they go in a little ball. They spin around really, really fast, right? Um, when this happens, the the blood from their brain drains down. Okay. So a lot of them will pass out. Right. Um, 
a lot. And the dude who did these tests, you know, has done it to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Right. And he himself has done it to himself. Okay. Um, he said he's had over 20, quote-unquote, near-death experiences. Wow. So when the blood drains from their brains, they wake up, and guess what they talk about? I saw a light. My, la- my life flashed before my eyes. Right. A loved one came to me. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. These are like measurable things. These people are not about to die. Right. But they lose some blood in their brains. And basically they explain it like our body reacts to danger in certain ways. Right. Um, we have, you know, our adrenaline goes or whatever. We have these reactions that help us stay alive or to feel better. Yeah. So why <laughs> would it not be... If your body thinks you're dying, if your brain has signals to it that it's dying, a.k.a. losing blood, whatever. Right. How does it not make sense that you might be put into a state of euphoria? Right. To make that transition easier and less scary. Yeah. Does that mean that your soul has crossed over to heaven? Probably not. It probably means that your brain is playing a little trick on you to make it less scary and horrible and they kind of talked about how like that's really comforting that when we die probably your brain puts you in a nice happy place before you die so you can like make that transition and you know just let go instead of freaking out I don't know so it was just I my mom has probably read every near-death experience book out there right and I know for a lot of religious people that is a big reason why they believe in an afterlife is because of these near-death experiences right and as someone who doesn't really know anything about that shit yeah or believe anything i who knows i don't believe really whatever right to me it was really comforting that there's a like physiological response that is measurable scientific repeatable right where we can induce that state and it doesn't mean you're dying it doesn't mean god's coming to you right it just means your brain is like giving you some slack i don't know i thought it was do you, fascinating do you know what's really interesting is that yes. i i've and that was what i was going to say earlier is that i know that it's a scientific it's a scientific reaction you uh-huh. know near-death experiences and but that there's still a part of me and I call myself an atheist I'm probably more agnostic because I'm not like there's nothing yeah but I do say atheist just to really can get the point across <laughs> so people stop talking to you about yeah, it yeah <laughs> exactly um but I I it makes me kind of like sad that it's not yeah. that it's not like oh it's obviously heaven isn't that so silly though because i don't believe in a god i don't believe in a heaven but i and, i but don't I, think it's silly but I'm, it's like natural yeah but i'm like well well shit i i i kind of wanted to be wrong <laughs> you know Here, yeah well here's what i think this is what i've been thinking about this is like a big part of my like journey out of religion yeah and this is god i know i sound so fucking full of myself right now but like um when i was like 13 yeah i had some big thoughts and some big questions and one of those was like is the reason that i believe in an afterlife due to the fact that i exist right i can't comprehend a time before i existed yeah so i can't comprehend not existing right is that why i i believe that i must go on because how could i not this is all that there is all of my perception is through me yeah 
is that the only reason I believe in an afterlife? So I think there's a big part of like everybody that wants to go on, that wants to continue, that wants to keep going. Right. Because That's if I if I yeah if I'm not here, then nothing is. Right. No. I remember thinking as a kid, and I don't. I mean, you know, I remember being in like church and like thinking about death, but in a very vague way. Right. And I remember imagining not existing this is even when i was religious quote unquote religious as a kid but like i remember imagining a tv and it's on and then it shuts Mm -hmm. off and there's nothing and i was like i guess that's death Hmm. and that and like that visual has really stuck with me because like to comprehend nothingness is impossible for us Mm -hmm. as humans the tv doesn't know it's off no it doesn't know it's on no it doesn't it just yeah no i Oh, here's the fun. Let's levit. Let's do a little bit of levity real quick. Cool, levity that up. Only because this memory reminded me of the church building I went to as a kid, and something I said when I was a kid in that church building. Okay. Uh, we were in primary, and we were in our little classes, and I must have been five, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking the teacher. We were talking about something for some reason, and we had there's a guy in our ward, and he was blind. He used a cane mm-hmm. or whatever. And I remember asking the teacher, I was like, are blind people just always asleep? And what did they say? They were like, no. <laughs> no, you dumb kid. No, what the fuck did you just ask me? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you remember the first time I remember being truly embarrassed was in church? Me too. That's so funny. Me too. Mine was, um, I was younger than that. And I remember Ooh. it was after, like, I was standing next to my mom and I thought I saw my dad down the hall, and it wasn't my dad, so I ran up and I hugged his leg. Yeah. And it wasn't him, and I looked up, and I was so embarrassed. Oh, my god! And I ran back to my mom. I remember I was in primary, so I uh-huh. was at least, like, four or whatever. Right. And the lady said, what can we do to keep our bodies healthy? Okay. And I said, eat carrots. Yeah. Because, like, carrots are healthy. They're healthy. And I'm four. Yeah. And I remember her being, like, really annoyed at my what? answer and being like, ugh. Like, what the hell? And being like, okay, sure. What else? Oh, no. Here's what you say to kids in primary. Wow, that's really good. We should eat healthy foods. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember being like, ugh. Oh, my God. Like, okay. All right, bitch. And I, like, I am 26 years old, and I remember that lady being bitchy to me. Yeah. Like, oh, that's goddamn beautiful. Lady. Why are you doing this, woman? <sighs> All right. So, uh, Godfather, how many thumbs do you want to give it? Mm, I don't know if it's just because I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. But I think I'd give it like a seven. That's what I was going to give it. <laughs> it's really long. It like, is. We, had, we had to split it up between two nights. Yep. Because it's just that fucking long. Like, my yeah. butt started to hurt. Yeah. Um, and I just, there was a lot of points where I was confused and not in, like, an exciting way. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Maybe if I watched it again, I'd give it an eight, but yeah. I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna have to go with seven as well, especially, it was such, you know, I think we both gave The Godfather a ten, so. Yeah, and I stand so, by that. And I 100% stand by it. But yeah, this Godfather one was, part three, I'm sure, will be back to ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. That's what I'm holding out for. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um. Yeah, no, I'd give it give it a seven. I think if you wa- definitely watch the first one, and then I think it's worth a watch, but, like, just know it's not as good. Maybe I'm going to read, like, a plot summary. 
I, that's pro- that's probably smart. And then let me know if you figure anything yeah, out. Okay. I have my questions answered about what was happening in Cuba. Because, yeah, Canada was like, I don't know, Bay of Pigs. And I'm like, exactly. Exactly. Like, fuck, I don't know. I don't know anything about Cuba. Yeah. Um, Dictators? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Riley, will you do our segment <laughs> called <sighs> Real Good Whistling? I will do it. It's been a hot minute. It's this is a, a segment minute. where I whistle a song and Kindred has to guess what it is. Yep. The catch is that I can't whistle. So it's fun for everyone. It's fun for me. It's fun for Kindred. It's fun for the dogs. <laughs> they and it's it. fun for you, I'm sure, to hear my Surely. piercing, airy whistles. Love it. Um, all right. You ready for this? Yeah. Oh, deep breaths. Okay. <gasps> Oh my god. <laughs> Do you know? No, I have no idea. Is well, that it was wait probably the best whistle job I've ever done. Is it from Mulan? Yes. When will my reflection show? Oh my! It was God. it was that last part. I was like, wait, I vaguely. <laughs> I woke up with that in my head. When will my, my reflection show? show? Oh, it's so good. I am oh. inside. Oh, it's beautiful. That's the first time you've ever guessed it without help. Yes. Oh, so it really. That's why. That's I why think... God put that song in my head. <laughs> God was like, she's going to get it today. He's like, it's time. It's, it's time for her to time. guess a song. Thank God. Oh, all right. Well, anything else? Um. Mm, <laughs> no. No? Okay. All right. Take us away with our famous closing catchphrase. Oh, our famous closing catchphrase is the sun won't come out today because it's Atlanta and it's pouring rain and I'm really angry about it. <laughs> It's raining here too. And I'm, just like, I'm just like, no. It's the weekend. I want to go outside. <laughs> I know, but joke's on you. The joke is on me. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Guys, bye. Bye.